Hi, welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hi, it's Angie Reno here. Welcome back, episode eight. And I'm going to dig into that deep subject of finding treatment. And I'm going to keep to my same original objectives, my objective of providing as much free resources, references, and information as possible. And on this one, I'm going to quote off of a website. And guess what it's called? Findtreatment.gov. I'll put the link in the in the show notes. Straight off, I want to draw attention to one of the most important aspects of finding treatment is that there is what is called a co-occurring mental health and substance use treatment. One of the most challenging things when you're finding out that your child has an SUD, a substance use disorder, with the behavior either caused by the SUD or the circumstances, the environment, there is often demonstrated mental health issues. The challenge is determining whether that demonstrated behavior is a result of the SUD or is it in fact a result of an underlying mental health issue. This is where it is beyond important, beyond imperative for the engagement of a licensed therapist, a licensed therapeutic boarding team. What is interesting, and this website does call it out, about half of the people who experience SUDs will also experience mental health challenges. Integrated care is most definitely different than care that is just focused on an SUD. This is a very important aspect when you are approaching researching treatment centers, and this is how you're going to have to start asking the right questions when you're looking for a facility. Within this site, there is an actual summary of how to call a facility. What are the questions that you have to ask? When you're putting your child into a facility, you have 100% of a right to ask for references, ask for contact information. That's going to be hard to do. A lot of facilities will say that due to privacy, they can't release patient information. Totally understand. At that point, a great thing for you to do is to say, okay, are you attached to any local 12-step program? Whether or not you'll be able to get a direct reference, that's a completely different, you know, that's up to the, the treatment center. But no harm, no foul, and and you ask it right up front. Additionally, what's offered on this uh, website is a very high level paying for treatment and understanding the cost of treatment. The website offers only a couple of paragraphs. This is a really unique discussion once you get into 12-step programs, once you, quote unquote, find your recovery people. And that will be through the groups that I mentioned earlier. Families Anonymous is is a great resource to find your people, so to speak, and find people in your area who most likely have experience with the local treatment centers. There is an option of looking at the site I first referenced in the first episode, samhsa.gov. They will kind of walk you through what you need to do when you're talking to a treatment center. There's even a what is substance abuse treatment booklet available on the site, again, for free. It'll walk you through the definition of substance abuse, why some people 
have an SUD challenge. Other people don't. I personally experienced the residential treatment program. When I looked at this, this was the best option as I did have to get my child out of the environment. The residential program that I'm working with offers anything from a month, a couple months to a year, and it does also support schooling programs. There are the options of getting a GED or continuing virtual classes here in Florida. I personally do like the virtual structure. It is phenomenal. We've had an incredible experience, not just me, but my child and the residential program educational leader that's on site. When you do talk about the schooling aspect of it and you're discussing this with the residential program leaders, it is very important for you to consider that the program itself, the main focus on the SUD treatment will take priority in the beginning. I want to go back to the cost of treatment and I want to call out attention to the Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act, the MHPAEA. I'm going to provide a gov site, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and I want to highlight that the MHPAEA is an act that generally prevents group health plans and health insurance insurers that provide mental and health substance use disorder, MH slash SUD benefits from imposing less favorable benefit limitations on those benefits than on medical slash surgical benefits. So when you are speaking to your insurance provider, if you are lucky enough to have coverage, that is excellent. If you're not, again, another question that you can ask is how does the coverage relate to the MHPAEA Act? The thing about questions is that whether or not you get the answer that you're hoping for, whatever dialogue that comes after those questions can be a road that opens you up to other options, other processes, other ideas. So never be afraid to ask these kind of questions when you're discussing treatment with not only the treatment center, but also your insurance provider. For a really quick reference, what I'll do is I'll put a link that offers a um, direct link to SAMHSA.gov. It's a Know Your Rights Parity for Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder Benefits brochure. There's a toll-free number in there as well. And uh, it's really good. It it provides you just quick three pages of, hey, these are your top-line rights. And if you need some help in discussing what is available and not available under legislation, give them a call. It is definitely worth some time. What is also interesting about this act, the MHPAEA, is that mental illness and substance abuse often go hand in hand. I'll put a couple of uh, articles and links on my show notes. This one is from what I'm about to read you is from dualdiagnosis.org. It was updated in May of this year, 2021. Mental illness and substance abuse are directly or indirectly connected to the other with adverse effects to the user. What both laymen and what professional uh, individuals are seeing is that individuals suffering from a mental health disorder are more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. I'm not going to focus on the mental health aspect of it because I, my experience is with SUDs. 
But this is part of your dialogue when you're talking to the treatment center. It has to be because you need to understand what that treatment center can support. If you're going to have a dialogue with a really good treatment center that just focuses on SUDs, you're going to have that told to you right up front. Hey, when it gets to this level of mental health disorders, this is when we have to recommend a more in-depth treatment or another treatment center that is able to support treatment for this mental disorder. And finally, a fantastic website is AmericanAddictionCenters.org. As soon as you hit the site, there's going to be a chat box that will walk you through, hey, I can help. There are toll-free numbers. There is an option to sign up for text support. What I do want to address, and I'll do this after part two in the treatment center uh, episodes, because what I really want to do is talk about my experience. I want to share my experience as I worked through two different treatment centers and how I utilized uh, their resources to basically support my child as he was getting treatment. How do I do that from the outside? How do I do my self-work? But back to this website, you know, sign up for tech support. There's still a very large stigma when people start talking about addiction or substance abuse or mental health disorders. When parents are not sharing on uh, Facebook, hey, my kid is on the honor roll. My kid won this, you know, game in sports. It's, it's not something that a lot of us see that direct honesty of my kid is really struggling right now. So it's so important to utilize the resources that are available on this excellent site. And if you're feeling that st- stigma of my kid is struggling, Use things like the tech support, use the chat box, do this at your own pace. But again, if there's one thing that I can get across on this episode, looking into treatment centers is big. It's a big, scary process. And if you can go to a 12-step meeting, you will definitely have support because it is almost 100% guaranteed that there is going to be another parent that has been through the process of looking up treatment centers, researching treatment centers, putting their child into treatment centers. This is a big subject. This is a big step. If you're looking at treatment centers, this is huge. It feels enormous, but you know what? You can do it. And you know what? You're not alone. There are so many parents out there that are so willing to share what they've learned, what they know, and their experience. And in them sharing their experience, you will know one thing for sure. You've got your people, your people. There's people out there waiting for you to stand with you, to walk with you and to help you get through this. All right. You got this. Have a great week. I will uh, try to post again next Sunday, part two, and, and just be part of the community. We've got to reframe the isolation of addiction into a community of recovery. All right. Talk to you soon. 